right, go ahead. All right. So there's this cat. Let's see if I can find his ass. He calls out people for using fake weights. And so there's this, um, here, let me switch accounts here. Let's see. Oh, I don't have it. So there's this girl, and she does a 900-pound 900, 900 wall sit. Yeah. And he called her out for using fake weights. So, How did he know? So he didn't. He said, no, so people that are bigger than you can't even do that. Right. 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 So, like, how the fuck did you possibly do it? And she's like, ah, fuck you. Come down. Why don't you come down here and I'll show you I can do it. So, what the fuck? He does. He flies down there and he shows up and he's recording her. And, and what happens? And they start stacking up things and she can't do it. Yeah. Not only that. There's another dude. I wish I knew these names, man, but I'm not. I'm not hip to the, the, the workout community. And, and but this guy's like huge on Instagram. Probably one of the biggest, um, you know, Instagram weightlifter dudes or whatever. He's right. a real big personality type guy. Right, young dude, but like huge. Steve, what's your take on Rich Piana? Hey, Sean, can you stay there? Sean, can you bring the, that up? I don't want him to yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. Come on. He's, I don't want to like, fuck him. I mean, he's only got a little bit of energy left. We don't want him to waste oh, it. Man. He's got like that lithium battery. His, his lithium, his big Lux is lithium. What about him? He, the guy's fucking doing his thing, bro. Boy's <laughs> uh, oh, cheating. Okay. You know, it, the question is, what is cheating? Um, if you go on a natural show that you're not supposed to take steroids and you're taking steroids, then you're definitely cheating. But if you go on a show that it's okay to take steroids um, and you take steroids, I, that's not cheating, right? I mean, you're not doing anything you're not supposed to do, you know, but are you cheating morally? You know, because bodybuilding is about lifting weights. That's what it's about. It's about pumping iron. Is bodybuilding about lifting weights, Steve? I don't think so. What do you think it's about? I agree with you. Body. Say it again. I'm sorry. Building your body. That's why it's called bodybuilding. Right. right. I agree you with can, you. You can accomplish that. Lifting weights is one way. Right. Dieting is another way. Right. Running is another way. Like you know, like there's a bunch of different things to do to build your body. I agree with that. This is Rich Piana, who's dead now. I don't know how he died, maybe steroids or whatever. But this guy was like super controversial. I think partially just because he's a crazy looking fucker. Like, look at those eyes, mm -hmm. Rich Piana. He was one of the guys that was able to do. Uh, I don't know the proper name, Synethrol. It's the stuff that you see a lot of these Russian guys shoot in their arms, and their arms are like giant. Right. They're not real. Mm -hmm. Check this out, Synthol. Yeah. In August 2017, at the age of 46, Piana collapsed and spent two weeks in a coma before dying. At death, his heart and liver weighed over twice the average amount for an adult male, and he had serious heart disease. Yeah. Wait, how much does an average human male's heart and liver weigh? Let me look that up. I don't know, but I definitely know a buddy of mine named Jamie that was abusing fucking serious steroids for 30 years yeah and he had a heart attack and he went in and they were like dude you have a, your heart is the size Enlarged. of a horse oh shit and they had to do a heart transplant he lived 
Damn. The average weight of the human heart is 289 grams. And I'll do that calculation. What is that in ounces? Since we're fucking Americans and we don't know what that is. You divide 289 by 28. I think it's 28 grams. 26.3 grams per. So it's about 10 pounds, maybe a little bit more or less. You mean 10 ounces? 10 ounces. Thank you. Yeah. 10 ounces. So his was 20 ounces, and a pound is 16 ounces, so he was 1.4 pounds, his heart, twice the size. And then, um, But I also think He's he had other drugs. huge, though. Yeah, but he also saw, I want to say, he had that synthol yeah. shot into him. Like You can see different areas on him if you really look at him. Yeah. That muscles just don't grow that way. They don't grow that way, no matter how big you are. You look at, he's got shit going on that you don't even see in Coleman. Right. In Ronnie right. Coleman. Like, I, I could honestly see some areas where he used it. He said it openly in some interviews that he used it, that he, that he used the sentence. So usually like- that shit, it's really hard to do it right. To be able to do it and get away with it, he did. But he was, yeah, that's why he's so, he's massive on, on top of all the stories and everything else. He was doing that shit too, the synthol shit, which is like an oil. Huh. Crazy, dude. It's not about injecting, but I think over he the talked years, a lot of shit, you know, and people will get frustrated with him. Right. Actually became more about injecting than lifting weights, you know? So that's the question. I think everyone has their own opinion on whether it's cheating or not cheating. And I didn't have a lot of money in the beginning, and therefore I wasn't able to take a lot of steroids. My thing is, is that, you know, whatever it takes, you know, if you can do that. Right, right. I wasn't able to take a lot of steroids because I was broke. See? So the the guy I was going to say is calling people out for using fake weights is Kenny K.O., and he says YouTube. that Brad, what's his name, uses fake weights. Uh, yeah, Brad Castleberry. Right, he's yeah. Brad Load that up. <laughs> but I seen oh, Brad Castleberry use real weights and put some fucking weights. Well, yeah, he, yeah. Look at yeast. I mean, that dude's huge, Brad Castleberry. So was he saying that this dude was using fake? No. No, um, he was saying that this woman here. I'll see. Uh, it doesn't say her name. Anyway, she pull. She puts on. So she does a wall sit. She's sitting in against the wall, and they start piling plates on top of her legs, and uh, and she can't quite do all of the things. She she does pretty good though. But this Kenny Ko is also calling out uh, Jeff Cavalier, the guy Ethlene X. Yeah, no shit. Pull yeah. that up because that's a guy I fucking follow. Jeff Cavalier, yeah. Ethlene X. I believe everything that guy says because he seems like a real dude. Athlete X is some shit that you I know. Di- fake weights, whether that's Brad Castleberry, Gracie Barbosa, or anyone else who has ever attempted the use of fake weights. So I'm going to make this video very short. Um, yeah, of course, Jeff is using fake weights. It's pretty obvious. He's curling 135 for ease. He's pin bench pressing 315. Now, I also want to state many of these videos that are being brought forward and the allegations against Jeff and Athlete X are back from like 2014, 2015. Stop it right and there. I also don't think Jeff. 
Let me just give you a, a, just a feel for what Jeff is like in his training. Because he's the guy that did the muscle markers and all this shit. And you look at him and he's like, you know, really fucking. He's fucking ripped. He's ripped, but he's not. Lean. He's lean. lean right. So, like, for instance, if you watch him, and a, right, acts athlete, train like an athlete, and you can find him on YouTube. What's up, guys? Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. So today, by popular demand, the Perfect Workout Series is back. You guys have asked for it. Today, I deliver the Perfect Push-Pull Legs Split. I do. Well, today, we're going to start with... Hold on. I do a blend. My workouts are a blend of him and Arnold from his encyclopedia. The pull portion of this PPL. Now, guys, I understand that when we talk about perfect... Beauty is really truly in the eye of the beholder, but you guys have asked for a PPL split that will allow you to build muscle with hypertrophy as your focus. I'm going to deliver here today. What's hypertrophy, uh, Big Lux? It just means growth of the muscle. You're ripping the muscle down and growing it back. Hey, I'm going to break it down for you guys, the schedule, the sets, the reps, everything, so you can make sure you've got everything you need to make the gains you're looking for. Right, and Steve, does he look like he's using steroids or anything like that? Yeah, he looks like he's using something. Does he? Mm-hmm. What gives you the um, feeling of that? Uh, his shoulders. Um, tr- his shoulders and his build and what looks to be his age. Right. I think you're right. He might be a little bit older. Oh, yeah. He's definitely 40 or up. Okay. And yeah. his stature and the way his muscles sit is like a 25-year-old. All right. Let me um, start it up. So what are we talking about anyway when we say a push-pull leg split? Well, we're taking the pushing muscles, which consist primarily yes, of chest, shoulders, and triceps. There's a certain way your arms and shoulders grow right. that just do not grow unless you're on steroids. What is that? Yeah, like? They might be for that like for a second when you're like maybe 23 to 27 and you're just killing it. You might like for a second have that naturally. But... It's gone that quick. Like, you just move on. Like, you don't have that shit in your 30s and 40s. You just don't. But with steroids, you do. There's just certain things. You, your fucking shoulders aren't, like, rounded in your 40s, bro. Rounded. Like 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 a bubble. Like like about like it, to man. burst. Mm-hmm. It's just not. They don't, they don't protrude like that, bro. I feel like Sean needs serious shoulder work. <laughs> yeah. I've always yeah. told you that. He just needs some steroids, that's all. Yeah. Steroids. Sean, get on that synthol. Right. And we're training them on one day. We have the pulling muscles, which is basically back and biceps, but there's a lot more to it, as I'll explain. And then you've got your leg day, which goes in there as well. And you split them up in a fashion of pull, push, and legs. He's not, I, I don't think he's somebody that's abusing shit. Right. Like crazy and all that. But I certainly would suspect but you can kind of see he's getting a little help. You can see how he's positioning himself, though. He's positioning himself as kind of like a natural, humble, low key. Like you don't get a sense that. Sure, he doesn't want to be the muscle head big guy. He's, which would lead you <clears throat> to kind of think maybe he's not juicing. Not he's definitely not doing a rich piano thing. He wants, but these guys like him want you to believe that they've naturally gotten this way. Well, and, he's got something to sell too. Right, he's got a plan to sell you. Mm. He wants you to be on his thing. He wants you to think that you can do what he's doing. Well, listen, I fall into that. I'm victim to that. I right. really did believe until Sean, you said that. Until Steve, you said it. I, de- I, and I was even prepared to make an excuse for why he's using fake ways because I actually did believe or do believe that I can do what he's doing. Mm. 
All right, so what is the guy saying? Sean, what did you say? Uh, is using the fake weights in the same scenarios as, let's say, Brad Castleberry or Gracie Ann Barbosa. But if you always lift to full extension like this, how is it going to tear? It's not going to tear. But regardless, whatever facet Jeff is using the fake weights in, mainly the fact that he lied about using the fake weights in his 495-pound deadlift is why this is even becoming an issue in my opinion. Athlean X, many of you probably watched the channel, you're probably subscribed, or maybe you've seen a video at some point through your YouTube history. Jeff is a physical therapist who teaches tutorial videos on YouTube of how to work out. Now with Brett Castleberry, obviously the scenario is entirely different. It's all for ego, it's all to break worlds every single day, 22 years consecutively natural. Grace Ann Barbosa is basically the same thing as Brad Castleberry, where it's quite evident and obvious that it's fake weights, but for some reason they feel the need to post this on social media. And neither Brad or Grace Ann Barbosa or 99% of the people using fake weights aren't doing it in an instructional tutorial video. All right, so anyway, that guy goes on to say that Athlean X is using fake weights in his videos. Right. Okay. That's interesting. That's Athlean X. Um, what, can you give a shout-out to who that guy is that's doing that? That is Kenny KO. On, um, no, they even say Kenny KO using fake weights. So now everybody's pointing the finger at each other. All right, now I want to turn and get... Not every legend out. is a myth. Some are flesh and blood. Like Some Steve. legends walk among us. But one of the guys that might be coming in next week is uh, Robert from Max Muscle, Max Nutrition. Really? He's a trainer, bodybuilder. Yeah. Built. Legends are made of iron, sweat, mind and muscle, blood and vision. Yeah, but you know, I I was thinking about that. Arnold's is a fucking beast. Yeah. Right. It, some beast. of this shit is just genes, bro. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just good genes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, but his preferred training partner was a guy who was 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Victory. A miniature him. He was Legends a big him. Champions. There you go. They win. They win, Sean. You know what's crazy? They win. Okay, what? There's Sorry. no... Like, when he does this, I wonder what his... Like who did who is he using as a an icon? I can tell you right now. Mm. I can tell you right fucking now. De Reg Parker. Reg Parker. Reg fucking Parker. Look it up, blue eyes. God damn it. Reg Parker who uh, played Hercules. Okay. Yeah. And he and 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 Arnold look at you could see Ferrigno behind him in that shot. Poor fucking Ferrigno's dad hated his guts. He hated his dad's guts. He hated his, his guts. But Reg Parker, uh, he uh, player. He was the one that showed Arnold what you could do with bodybuilding. Take it to the level. And he showed him so about... So he actually interacted with... First, it was a magazine in Austria. I didn't have... The, we were very poor. We went. I had the, the mag... Poor... We had wow. the we're poor. We had the magazine of Reg Parker, and I, <laughs> I I had it up on my wife, and my mother looked at me, thought maybe I was gay or something. Mm -hmm. 
So I think has like all. This. She I had, thought I was gay and things like this. As a, she has, I now has all these pictures of uh, of men, of men with, with big muscles <laughs> and they <laughs> were muscles, muscles. I like the way you talk. <laughs> oh, you crazy bastard! <laughs> You're a real sick man. Sick Man. Anyway, yeah, Rich Parker. That's who. He, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, was my childhood. Like, he was my childhood. Conan, Commando, fucking, I mean, everything, you know, from fucking, I think, still to me, one of the best movies of all time, of all time, is The Terminator. I mean, the first one. I mean, he just. He was in every fucking movie when I was a kid, so I still have like a super, super soft spot for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He could do no wrong. Right. I Listen, and Twins. Twins is like maybe one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, uh, fucking Commando, maybe one of the greatest movies of all time. Predator. Predator. How good was Predator. Insane. How, how good was Predator? Here's a little clip from Twins, if you remember this. Do you remember? Did you ever watch uh, Twins, Steve? Kelly oh, Preston. Uh, Look at those legs. <laughs> Look at those guys. He's scared. Oh, his oh, bicep. Where you should, Vincent. What happened? Julius. What? What are you, are you allergic to something? <laughs> <laughs> No. Don't wear these bumps all over your body. And you all swelled up. You look like you're ready to explode. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't think of a better pairing. Right. Right? right. Like that's Too extreme. So inspired, bro. Yeah. So inspired. All right. Hey, I met Danny DeVito. Get the fuck I did. Where did you meet him? I met him when I worked at Napster. He came in with the dude from... Um, God damn, I can't remember. Um. Anyway, he came in with this dude, the coolest motherfucker I've ever met. Man. Of course, this dude is super humble. I mean, maybe he was just acting like that, but he was so fucking cool, man. Danny DeVito, shout out, bro. Shout just a good dude. DeVito. Just a good dude. And I think that is that Zane, Billy Zane, meeting with Arnold, Frank Zane, Frank Zane whatever. That's not Frank Zane. That's not. No. I thought that was Frank Zane because I saw an old picture of Frank Zane. All right, like he does an interview when he's in a Hawaiian shirt now, and he's talking about the old days. I Dude. love the the Jewish haircut on this guy. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see. Arnold Schwarzenegger, twenty eight years old, six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds. Mister Olympia for the past five years, he is preparing to defend his title Big this Tony. year for the last time. All the universes in the past five years or so come get together in one contest to find out who's the best of all the Mr. Universes. So they created the Mr. Olympia contest, which is then the top contest. You know what? Frank Zane had an interesting point. He was talking about this contest, and he was talking about Lou Ferrigno, and Frank Zane was saying that a lot of these bodybuilding contests, they're set up in these fucking theaters where you got like a hundred rows back. So, a guy like Lou Ferrigno, who might not be that defined or balanced necessarily, 
from a long ways away, though, because he's so fucking big. He's going to get a better reaction. It's going to make more sense. And Frank Zane was talking about, you know, it would be great is if you could have the crowd and the people go in between, come up close and really take a look at the bodies. He was suggesting a completely different space theory for how to conduct these bodybuilding contests. He's the top bodybuilder. And you are the top bodybuilder. Right, yeah. I think that everyone knows when they get into training that you're not going to go and become a champion from one day to the next. But the question is, how can they speed up the process? <sighs> Do you know how many... The important thing is that you train the proper way, which is to train the basics. That if it is the squats, if the two-arm curl, if it's the bend over rowing, if it's look, the... Look at that. Look at that. I'd like to see that fucker come here and tell me that what Arnold's lifting right there is some fake-ass weights. Proper way, Steve. What's the proper way to train? What's the fucking hard luck way to train? Supersets. Giant supersets. Sets. Supersets. Explain to people what a superset is. This is a lot of soft listeners. I Hug s- up on that mic like it's a... Yeah. What's a superset? It's just uh, you're going from set to set, back and forth, uh, exercising a certain muscle, the exhaustion, the failure. And then getting up and hitting that same muscle from a different angle. Describe one of your routines for the listeners, especially the ladies. Describe it, dude. What do you do? What have you done? (laughs) Well, I might have like, let's say I'm doing a back arm, a tricep exercise, right? I'll set up four different tricep exercises. So I'll have my my skull crushers, right? And then I'll have my tricep pull-down cable. Then I'll have um, my crossover dumbbell tricep. And then I'll have maybe my kickouts of the dumbbell, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll run those three around and around and around. I'll do six sets. I'll do six of each. Would he bring a bench over right by the well, cable? Set it all up together. Yeah, yeah. yeah you so can't get a, within ten feet of this thing because so he's got everything set. Yeah, he's got a circuit set. So up. you do each one to failure. No rest. And you go to no rest. The next one to failure. The next one, but you keep on going around until you're, you know, until you're completely winded, and and you keep on doing it until you get like you know five or six complete circles around. And that's a superset. Yeah, like for instance, that's like, actually not a superset. That's a, those are giant sets. Yeah, those are like those are like quad sets. Those mm-hmm. are like like originally the superset. Most people's com- like thought of it was like, oh, I'll do one one exercise and I'll do the p- push pull on the other side, right? Like I'll do pull ups and bench press, and I won't rest between them. But it's only two. Arnold actually learned from. Reg Parker, that you could go more than two. You can go two, three, four, five. And what Steve's talking about, he's at the Arnold level of like, yeah, we're doing six. One, two, three, different angles, different whatevers. When you get into that level of heavy sets, too, you're starting to think about, okay, I started off with these so that I, by the time I get to skull crushers, right? I started off with the pull downs, but by the time I get to skull crushers, I'm exhausted already. I don't have so I might need to reverse the order. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, 
So you start off with the fucking skull crushers, and then you pretty much are able to do three times the amount of a workout in the same amount of time that most people are doing one. And so let me ask you, I mean, so are you ever just like, you know, you do like you pump out like 10 and then you sit on the bed? I never sit. There is no sitting. First off, I've never sat in the gym, like sat in between sets. if, If anything, I'm so winded that I need to sit there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or like catch my breath for maybe 15, 20 seconds, but I don't stop. You don't stop. Keep on going. What about like you see somebody you like and you just walk over and start doing some small no, talk? No, man. I don't do any of that stuff in there. Yeah. That's all wasting time. That's all bullshit. I'm in there to get it done mm-hmm. and get it done in under an hour. Right. Because after that, it's just wasting time. Trying to get as much blood into my muscles and get them as torn and as big and filled with blood as I can in a small amount of time. You want to shock them, tear them up. Clean you know, like, and the press, the bench press, the ink. And your press, form, man. It's all about your form. It's like, you know, lower the weight with correct form and you're going to get way more done than trying to move around a bunch of weight that's too heavy for you. Right, you're not going to exercise the muscle, and you might injure yourself. Exercises, and that's what you need to do, especially the last three months before competition. You got to shock the muscle, shock the the muscle, muscle. and shock the muscle with different kind of training principles. (laughs) Expose your weak points. Mm. You're going to go and hit those marks, and then you move. This telling this story, right? It's all about you know, you know his, you know, sort of association with muscle farm and all this other shit, but it's all true. But what I love about this is like, that's the what 70 year old Arnold talking still huge, still a beast, but he's got, did you notice that he had like a a little cut on his giant fucking bandaid? Yeah. He's got a giant bandaid on his hand. That's one thing I've always liked about Arnold is that, He's got such confidence because of how much he's put into his, his physique that he can have these little one-offs. It doesn't even – he's not trying to like not have that. Let me ask you this. He, uh, weak points. Expose your weak points. My weak point uh, is my abdominals, mm-hmm. I would say. They're getting better now, but it's mostly been diet. Mm-hmm. I mean o- almost entirely diet. Weak point is abdominals, and I would say <sighs> – Posture. Mm. I got bad posture actually. What I are your too. what is your weak points? Well, I got some posture problems too. Absolutely. Yeah. But my weak point points have, have always been like my base, my legs. Mm. I got skinny legs. I got, you know, so that and that's what I'm focusing on today. My base, my core. Mm-hmm. You know, my shoulders, my chest, my arms, no problem. My back, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Big, strong. But it's really been my 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 abs and my you know my core, my abs and legs, which I need that stuff now more than ever. Right, Sean, what's your weak points? Shoulders, uh, 
That's what Juman said. I get pain in my shoulders when I when I when I do um, oh, wow. flies. Yeah. yeah, and then um, uh, legs. Legs are fuck. Oh, man, I fucking hate doing legs. I hate doing. I legs. did legs today. But are your legs weak? Is that your yeah? Weak is point? it a yeah. weak point? Yeah. Are they skinny? And my knees. Yeah, it's just like I can't do a lot of weight. They're just not. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're they're weak there, right? I mean, you run a lot. I do. You do run a lot. I would think that your legs are in pretty good shape. They're in pretty good shape, but I can't, like, weight. Li- I can't, like, when I squat, it's like, you I know got to put it low weight. He's got to put it low weight, and he's got kind of a ginger stance or something. Like a ginger? He's ginger. No, ginger. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's it's like rigid, and you're kind of like, can't yeah, it, You know what? It might be because my ba- my lower back's fucked up. Oh, yeah. And cool. so maybe I'm trying to compensate. Some right. way yeah, and like right, yeah, and commit all the ways because you're back. Right, yeah. To the Bahia, then you move to Bahia, and you feel that with hard work, hard you work. can achieve the goals and you can become successful. I look at I look at that, and that's my that's my goal for abs, bro. Is what he's got right there. I mean, I, I'm going to get six-pack. The important thing for people to recognize is, is that not everyone wants to be a champion. I mean, that's probably saying it all right there. Did, bro. Not everybody not wants not to be a champion. I was thinking about that the other day, man. Like, Why were you thinking about that? Because I was thinking about, I put up a post that said something about um, ambitious, ambition, mm-hmm. ambitious, you know? And the definition is like, I got to remember, man, like, it's clear. It's it's really, really is clear who's ambitious and who's not. People that are ambitious are going out and getting it. The people that aren't, aren't. Right. Not everybody's like me. And I don't know that what I have is a problem. I'm just ambitious. Right. I just want to have a lot of experience. I want to do shit. I like doing shit. I like, so, but I got to remember most people aren't like that. Most people are not like that. What, they are content. What's the reason you have to remember that? I, I I looked at it because I was like, I wonder what it is that makes me ambitious like that. And what makes the friends of mine that I kind of surround myself with and work with, why are they like that? What makes us like that? That's why I was thinking about the whole thing. Right. And I and I came to the conclusion, I got, it was very clear, most people aren't that. Those people, you can kind of pick them out. Yeah. So I have to, I, I ask you why you're thinking about it, because I have to think about it. Because in a lot of situations that I'm in, I get fucking pissed. I get pissed because I'm working or doing something with certain individuals where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't say it like that. I say it on the show like that just to let it out. But I'm like, are you fucking, like, are you here to fucking take a shit in your pants or are we going to fucking work? Are you caught up? You know, I get, I talk to some people. Like, I'm not even necessarily... I don't even get mad if people aren't doing the same amount of work like that I'm doing. But I definitely am interacting with people and I ask them a question and I need certain information. 
And what I get back is something completely off base and ridiculous. Hmm. And I don't even mean it's wrong. I'm not even saying it's incorrect. I'm just saying, I asked you a question about X, Y, and Z. You're telling me a story about what you ate for dinner last night. There's some kind of prevarication or some sort of not wanting to confront or look or talk or answer the question. Sean, what is that? Do you ever deal with that? Have you ever asked somebody a question and then they answer you and the answer you're getting is something other than what you asked? Oh, yeah. And I feel like they're doing it on purpose sometimes. Yes. Because they're trying to avoid, you know, either facing or or taking responsibility or something. Something's going on. Something's weird about that. And I hate it because it puts me in the position of having to deal with it. Like I now I got to chase it down if I want to get to the bottom of it. I got to chase it down. Sometimes sometimes that's on you to be more specific with your request, whatever it is. With the question, the right question. Yeah. Cuz some people you got to take into consideration that some people are in a totally different headspace and then when you ask them to do you something or to do a certain thing in a certain way, they don't know. They don't have the guidance. They don't have the experience to do it in the way that you've, to even to imagine it in the way that you've done it or that you want them to do it. So sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, I'm saying sometimes it's on you to be more specific. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like it's the right question. Absolutely. But also... Um, I was thinking about it because, and another thing you write, like here was something. So within my organization, I had somebody who's real terrible. I won't say who it is. I won't say who the fuck it is, but they can't, they're terrible communicators. In my organization, there's a couple of, but this person, right? When you, when, when they have to talk to the outside public, they get all choked up and fucking mumble mouthed, mealy mouthed, right? And I have another person in the organization. So I go, you know what? Have so-and-so do it. And that other person goes, oh, it just stresses me out when that person does that. I go, why would it stress you out? And they're like, oh, because they can't say it. It takes forever. The thing doesn't get right. It doesn't get done right. They're afraid they can't. I'll just do it. And that person started taking on four of those things, right? That person's got the tendency to overcommit. That's their flaw. Overcommit. So I turned to that person and I said, listen, so-and-so's never going to learn how to talk if you don't put them on the firing line and let them get their shit shot off. Is is this an emergency situation when they uh, they call up these companies? No. Is the case writing on it if it's not done precisely the right way the first time? No. Then give it to so-and-so and let them... fail and fuck up and get banged up and stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about that. That's not helping you. And you got other shit to do. So also what I deal with is go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What's the worst fuck up an intern has had? <sighs> or someone that works for you has had? Uh I'll tell you straight up. It, the the worst fuck up was Telling me that I have a remote hearing and then not f- not actually mm. signing up the remote setup so that I could do it. 
and the hearing on the day of the hearing and me not finding that out mm. to the day of the hearing that morning. So you what you logged in and there was no one there or what, what happened? No, I, I, the, the, the process is, is that, uh, uh, it's sent to the email. I, I pull it up on the email, the login information. Yeah. It's different each time. Right. And I asked on a Friday. Yes. Great. When I asked, it wasn't, can you do it? It was, was this done? Because I asked already during the week. I've already right. learned three or four asks. Right. Right. And then the weekend went by. Monday morning, I came in, looked for it, wasn't there. Called and texted people before work hours. But I was, I have to be here. Right. Where's the fucking shit? Didn't get a response. Late, no responses, because maybe people were still sleeping or jacking off in the shower, whatever the fuck they do, right? And then, right, do- a day late and a dollar short. What happened? What is it? Are you sure it's not there? And, like, asking me, like, are you sure it's not there? Are you sure? Uh, uh, Double check. Did, did you, this is what I hate. Did you, da 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 Check your spam folder. Well, you want to know what I hate more even than well or check spam folder? What well, I do hate that. Did you turn it on and off? Do did you da 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 da? I should have. Oh yeah, that's no good. That's I, the worst answer, bro. Fuck that answer right there. I should have. I should have. I should have. That's like for sure you didn't. To me. Right. That's for sure. I'll stop right there because I'll know what that means. That's exactly what was said to me. I should have with the look in the face like I think I thought I saw it. Who was that, Kevin? I'm not going to say. Is that bad? I don't want to. Listen, someone in the organization. But Kevin. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) That's something Kevin would have said to me. I should have. Right, oh, right. I've I've dropped man. the ball on some shit before, like in a corporate environment. Oh. Everyone's dropped oh, the ball. Oh my god! If you There's ain't nothing the ball. worse. If you ain't dropped the ball, then your balls haven't dropped. You ain't trying. Right, right, right. Just like you know, having too much shit to do, and you're you get sidetracked, and you and then ah like, oh, fuck, I forgot to do that. Day of comes. Oh god. There's no worse anxiety. No worse. Right. Well. I don't know. Maybe waking up outside, and not knowing where your car is, <laughs> might, might, Maybe. might be close. Maybe, yeah. right, right. Waking but, up and fucking being in jail, and you don't know how you got there. You know what? That happened to a friend of mine. Got a call. I'll say his fucking name. I don't care. Messiah Quinones. Messiah Quinones. Great guy. Great fucking Puerto Rican. Carmen, my old girlfriend, was disappointed because his name was Messiah, so she thought he was gonna be like kind of like a. Latin God Godly, or something? Yeah, right. nah. He was more like Grimace. He was kind of shaped like Grimace. Good guy though, real good guy. But kind of like you know, polo shirt guy, big, thick, heavy, baggy polo shirt, East Coast Puerto Rican dude. Good guy though. It was funny. We go over to his house. He and, he woke up in jail, dude. Like he called. I get. Yeah, he said that he woke up and. He went out. That he had it. He was he was running a room in a house in Manhattan Beach. Okay, on the Strand. Yeah, and his stories always started with we went down to Sharkies. <laughs> that that kind of paints a picture for you. 
<laughs> and uh, so he's like, I went to Sharky's. <laughs> and he said that he slowly woke up and he had to go to work that day. It was like a Sunday night. I don't know if you ever did a party on. I, I'm sure you did. Still, yeah. I know I did. <laughs> that's a that's a novice move. Crazy. Yeah, but he was crazy. Woke up and he was kind of tripping because his alarm didn't wake him up. He's like, "Huh, my alarm didn't wake me." He's coming too. And as he was coming too, he noticed that the light didn't change in the room. Like it was still kind of semi dark. So he thought, "Oh, it, I got up early. All right, that's cool." And he looked, and he said it took him a minute. He did not recognize the walls. Mm. He said they were gray walls, cinder block or something. He's like, that's not my wall. And then he started to look around, and he realized he was in a tank on a bed, and he couldn't recall how he got there. Mm. He had a DUI, and he hit a parked car in a blackout. And he woke it up. And he blamed Los Angeles. How so? He was a New Yorker. Mm. You walk everywhere. You can walk and be drunk. Mm. But Los Angeles, they're fucked up. They don't have a transit system that works right or anything. So he has to drink and drive. Mm. Los Angeles is forcing the driving part on him. So he moved back to New York. He was facing two options. Do I stop drinking and stay in LA? Or do I keep drinking but go to a city where they don't need you to drive anywhere? He chose the city. That's how deep his commitment to alcohol was. I ain't I ain't down on him. I've been there. Got drunk at his house watching Seinfeld. Real fucked up. Giant Cuba cheap beer fucked up. Neighbors yelling at us because we were laughing so loud and all drunk and pounding walls fucked up. And when I quit drinking, it was like I broke his heart. His best friend. His drinking buddy. He told me. It was maybe on that first day that I walked in. I told him I was going to AA. You would have thought I told him I joined the Communist Party. <laughs> Guy was all broken up, boy. So, and he said, you don't have to do that. <laughs> it was like, let's not get, wow, don't like, be drastic. God, you're an extremist. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but come on. Hey, man, why you got to go that far? Yeah. You know what's wrong with you, Chumohan? You're always going too far. And prior, within about a year, after I got sober, as he called me up and was like, I woke up in, yo, I woke up in jail. Is he sober now? Nope. No, he, he ain't ever going to get sober, I don't think. And, I, and he's not the kind of alcoholic that's not going to be without a job or something necessarily. But nothing good's going to happen, and it's always going to be kind of like mm. medium. Right. Right? Never going to be great. Uh. But anyway, well, listen. Arnold said it best when he said this. That everyone has the desire to stand on stage 
to stay up there on stage and win Mr. Universe and Mr. America, the world's best built man and uh, Mr. Olympian, all of those kind of titles. No, but they can apply the same principles. And that's what the Hard Luck Show is about, applying the champion principles to your life. Yeah, so you could be a champion in your own right. That's right. Listen, champion principles are applied every day at Avondo Bowen LLP. All I can tell you is that if you want to win, go with the Indian. They've changed my name in court. They call me the Windian. And that's because I fucking win. <laughs> so let's go. Let the tomahawks fly. Right? We wear braids to court. The Windian's always gonna. Windian. I don't know. I just make a. I just fucking. I just improv shit on the fly, bro. I like the Windian. Listen. You want to get paid? You gotta hire the braid. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Sean. Oh. Uh, 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 hey, do, uh, Disinfect podcast. Check it out, please. Check it out. It's dope. Oh, uh, that's it. Shout out to um, Coit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to. Big what are you gonna do, dude? Is he gonna become a model? Yeah. Seriously, that's a good-looking kid. Is he gonna like? He's a kid, the model. He Make looks like money. he's. He's gonna. No, I don't know about now, but I'm just saying, like, cause I, my wife's like, we should get T to model. I'm like, I'm not having any fucking scared of walls around my kid. I don't give a fuck. Let the kid be a kid. But. Let the boy model though. I don't know, but some point he's gonna be like one of them, like Keanu Reeves, like surfer, yep. long-haired, like fucking model dudes, right? Don't you see that? Don't you see that? Maybe. We'll see. Hopefully he'll uh, act right if he ever gets there. I mean, part of being a model is not acting right, yeah. bro. Uh, yeah, and he, and he can be all right, bro. He's yeah. a boy. He'll be all right. Big shout out to Supermax Hardware, www.supermaxhardware.com. Check us out. We're dropping summer in about three weeks. Shout out to the Soul Assassins, Esteban Oreo, and Big Lep. Mugs and everybody. Another shout out to the Cookies family. Big Burn and Pookie Cookies vibes. And shout out to the city of Santa Monica. And my kids and my grandson. I like we do about this time. Huh? Go ahead. As soon as you say it, I got something. And now it's Chumahan's turn. Okay. Hey, bro, how come these disinfect episodes are like, they're not that long? Because... You know, different podcasts have different lengths, brother. No, I, okay. I mean, I that, feel like that's like minutes? what you tell a chick or something. This says 250. Am I got that wrong? No, that's the Steve Miller band, bro. Yeah. 84 minutes. Yeah, see up there? It says 84 uh, minutes. I'm just kind of, I just want to hear a little bit of what your yeah. thing sounds like. All right, let's hear I it. I do hate this bird. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just... Off the top of your head, what do you see as being... Okay, everybody who doesn't know, this is the other podcast that uh, Oh Blue Eyes works on called Disinfect. I'm just kind of curious to see. It's about... It's a, it's a podcast about the it's worst about the songs worst in, in, songs in, music. In, in popular music history. Okay. Significant about Isaac Hayes' original theme from Shaft. Well, one of the things is that at the time, you know, when Gordon Parks... Who's that dude with the bass voice? That is Carl Hancock's Rux. Okay. He's an his, artist you know, make, New York. His foray. Uh, oh, it wasn't his first film, but really, but making his foray into being a filmmaker with Shaft. 
Um, and it really becomes like this big sort of monumental thing that he does, right? Shaft becomes this, this, this great film. Um, An icon, and a great the, icon. And who's the other guy talking? Uh, that's Matt Deal. He's a writer, a former, or I guess he writes, he still writes. But he wrote for like uh, Rolling Stone and... Oh, okay. Like that. Brown is like, it's that music. All right. Well, anyway. that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. They go in a lot. There's a lot of music history. Yeah. A lot of stuff. If you really get nerdy into music and want to know a lot about like who the producers were, who the, who the session musicians were on stuff like that. They talk a lot about that stuff. And a lot of, there's a lot of references to other songs and influences. And a lot of that is, is, is played during the, the uh, podcast so that you can kind of get the context of what's happening. So yeah. Anyway. All right. Anyway, I just wanted to give a little taste. All right. right. Thank you. Right up. Word up. Like we do about this time. Adios. Amigos. Amigos. <laughs>